Welcome to God's Toolbox, the Bible. Here we connect the dots between God's Word and your real life experiences, challenges, and successes. Join us as we all get closer to living out God's purposes and His abundant life designed just for us. God bless you. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. The Lord has fixed a miracle for my need and for your needs. Let's praise the Lord on today. Thank you for joining us with our noonday service. Let us begin in prayer. Lord, we thank you for this opportunity to come again together to praise you, to praise you for all that you have done for us, Lord the healings that you provided, the resources that you provided, the strategies, Lord, the protection, all that you do for us on a daily basis, seen and unseen, noticed and unnoticed. Lord, you are there for us and we just say thank you. We thank you right now. We pray for those that need a special prayer today. We pray for brother, the family of brother Willie Butler, who is deceased, Lord. We pray for the family of Sister Lillian Battle, who is deceased. We pray for those who need a healing on today, Lord. And we praise you for all that you have done. How you healed the football player, DeMar Hamlin, Lord. And we just praise you for that. But we also ask for prayers of protection, of calm, of healing to those that were that lost their lives in a car wreck after the the celebration from the UGA Bulldogs on Sunday night. Lord, there's so much going on all around us. People we know, those distant, those near, and we just ask you, Lord, you know who they are. I may not remember every name to call on today. But Lord, you know who your people are. You know their needs. And I ask that you would touch them right at the point of their need on today. And Lord, we just give you all the honor, glory, and praise. We ask your Holy Spirit to come into this place today to teach us, to give us wisdom, to encourage us, to give us strategies to move forward. We thank you. We need those tactics against the enemy and we bind him at every level 
any demons that come against us, we bind them in the name of Jesus Christ and we praise you. We glorify you. It's in Jesus name we pray. Amen. Amen. Today, our word comes from the book of First Samuel, chapter 30. First Samuel, chapter 30. And I'm going to be reading from the New International Version, uh, verses 1 through 8. And I'm excited about this word on today because it has encouraged me. So, First Samuel, chapter 30, beginning at verse 1. It says, David and his men reached Ziglag on the third day. Now the Amalekites had raided Negev and Ziglag, and they had attacked Ziglag and burned it, and had taken captive the women and all who were in it, both young and old. They killed none of them, but carried them off as they went on their way. When David and his men came to Ziglag, they found it destroyed by fire and their wives and sons and daughters taken captive. So David and his men wept aloud until they had no strength left to weep. David's two wives had been captured, Ahinoam and Jezreel and of Jezreel, excuse me, and Abigail, the widow of Nabal, of Carmel, Nabal of Carmel. David was greatly distressed because the men were talking of stoning him. Each one was bitter in spirit because of his sons and daughters. But David found strength in the Lord his God. Then David said to Abiathar, the priest, the son of Ahimelech, Bring me the ephod. Abiathar brought it to him. And David inquired of the Lord, Shall I pursue this raiding party? Will I overtake them? Pursue them, he answered. You will certainly overtake them and succeed in the rescue. The subject for today is ask the Lord. Ask the Lord. You see, David finds himself in a terrible situation. He's fighting against the Amalekites, known warriors, and they have gotten to Ziglag ahead of David and his men and have destroyed the city by fire and have taken everything, including the women and children, wives and daughters, boys and girls. David and the men are understandably upset and inconsolable. They were even talking about stoning David. David was their leader. And isn't that what we do? We look for somebody else to blame. We blame the one in charge, the one next to us, somebody, anybody, for everything that goes wrong in our lives. We even blame God when it is our own decisions that often play a great role in what takes place. 
But nevertheless, David steps up and does the one thing that we all should do in any given situation. He asked the Lord, should I pursue? The answer came, pursue and you will be successful. But we say that. We say all the time, I'm going to pray about it. Do we really pray about it? Do we just think in our mind what we should do and make up in our own minds what we what decision to make? Or do we really ask God? David asked for the ephod, which was the, the holy priestly garment that the Levite priests wore, those that were given the spirit of God. And he put it on and he prayed, Lord, should I pursue the raiding party? Will I be successful? Will I overtake them? And the Lord came with an answer, pursue them. You will certainly overtake them and succeed in the rescue. Now, I'm not going to tell you that every time you ask God something that he gives you a swift answer. Yes or no. Sometimes he lets us ponder. Sometimes the answer doesn't come for a while. Because he is God and he doesn't have to answer to any of us for why he does the way he does do. But the thing is, we should ask we should ask because God is going to answer our prayer one way or the other. At one time or other, he's going to answer. And so David and 600 men went after the Amalekites. And at one point at a place called Bessel Ravine, they stopped and 200 men stayed behind because they claimed to be too exhausted to cross the ravine. I guess at that point they hadn't seen any success. So they decided to give up. Isn't that what we do a lot of times? We try something for a little while and if it doesn't work out, we give up. We stop with it. We stop. The others went ahead and found a man along the way that was near dead. This was something of a miracle. They gave him food and drink and nursed him back to health. And then they found out that he was an Egyptian slave to one of the Amalekites who had abandoned him because he was ill and left him there to die alone. And in appreciation for what David's men did for him, he agreed to leave them, to lead them to the Amalekites, to show them where they were. Sometimes we don't know who we entertain, but we entertain angels unaware. They didn't know who this man was, but they showed him compassion and love. And then they found out he knew where the enemy was. God can work it out for us. He can work it out. 
No doubt he worked it out for them. He worked it out for the man. He led them to their camp. And there David and his men found them eating and drinking and reveling in their victory. But it's not over till it's over. You don't believe that? Ask the Jaguars. They'll tell you it's not over till it's over. David and his men overtook the Amalekites in verses 17 through 20. Tell us what happened. Listen, it says, David fought them from dusk until the evening of the next day, and none of them got away except 400 young men who rode off on camels and fled. David recovered everything the Amalekites had taken, including his two wives. Nothing was missing. Young or old, boy or girl, plunder or anything else they had taken. David brought everything back. He took all the flocks and herds, and his men drove them ahead of the other livestock, saying, This is David's plunder. David even split the plunder with all of the men, including the 200 that stayed behind at the ravine because they said they were exhausted. It takes a, a, a heart of God to do that. To give even your naysayers to do for them. Even those to, who, who talk bad about you and try to negate everything you said and went against you and didn't help you. But why do you think they were so successful at retrieving everything? I assert to you today that it was because they asked the one who knew what would happen. They asked God. And we too must learn to ask God, what should we do? This story reminds me of three things. Thing number one, don't just say we will pray about it, but we go to God and inquire of that thing. That's what we should do. That's what we must do. I know I say it myself sometimes. I think, well, I'm going to pray about that thing. I don't really pray to God about it. I just kind of mull it over in my mind. That's not right. And this story reminds me that we need to pray. We need to speak to God about the things that concern us. Don't be anxious for anything. But in all things, through prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, present them to God. And the second thing is that we need to be obedient. If he says, be still, be still. If he says, move forward, move forward. Do it no matter how difficult. Whatever God tells us to do, do it. And I know some of you are saying, well, I prayed about something and God didn't tell me what to do. 
I didn't know what to do. Then you wait until it's clear to you. And there's nothing wrong with asking God and saying, Lord, I don't know what you're telling me to do. Make it clear. Please, God, make it clear. And God will answer your prayers. And then the third thing is that we should not forget to give God the glory for the success of whatever it is. Verse 26 in this chapter 30 tells us, When David arrived in Ziglag, he sent some of the plunder to the elders of Judah, who were his friends, saying, Here is a present for you from the plunder of the Lord's enemies. And it goes on to tell other things that he sent to other people, but he gave God the the credit. He didn't say this was my, the people said this was David's plunder, but David says this is the Lord's, from the Lord's enemies. He gave God the credit. So we should ask for the thing. We should be obedient to what God tells us. And then we should give God the glory. David acknowledged God in all that he did. That's why the Bible calls him a man after God's own heart. I don't know about you, but I want it said that I too am after God's heart, the heart of God. Always remember to ask the Lord. God bless you. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you for your word on today. We thank you for this Bible story, this passage in 1 Samuel chapter 30 that shows us from beginning to end just how our lives can be. We come upon difficulties. Something so difficult sometimes, Lord, it takes our breath away. And we cry until we have no more strength. But if we could just muster the strength to ask you, you will give us the courage, the tactics, the strategy, the pathway, the guidance to do what we need to do. If we could just ask you. And so today, Lord, we ask you to encourage our hearts to convict us for not trusting you, but give us the strength to go back and from this day forward, bring it all to you. As the psalmist says, what needless pain we bear, all because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. Let us remember that you love us, Lord, and that you are here for us, no matter what, because everything that concerns us concerns you. 
We thank you. We praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen on today, everybody. We thank you for joining us. We have finished a little early, but the word of the Lord has come forth powerfully, and we will step forth into it. So let's go forward and be the people that God is calling us to be on today. We will repeat our benediction for from Philippians chapter 3, verse 10, to know him and the power of his resurrection, to be with him in his sufferings, and to be like him in death. God bless you. Amen.